We represent you. Take the short side again. Tupo away. Tedesco pulled it in. This time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Joseph Manu, a try that only Manu could score. Rooster! 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 Well, welcome fans to round two of Roosters Radio. Silky, it was said last week in this room at HQ by you and Bells, the Roosters would give the Tigers a touch-up. I thought they were going to come up with a bit more defensively. No disrespect to the Tigers, but I've got to say, when you're wrong, you're wrong. It was a great game by the boys. There was so much to love. I mean, have a look at the game of chess that Coach Robinson plays. He's got some problems, though, Silky. I mean, but first, I want to kick off with congratulations to our stunning number seven on the birth of his uh, new baby boy. Uh, you know, what a great uh, achievement it was for Luke and his lovely wife, the Radio Hub Fit Services, Luke Keery, and that inspired him to play a great game. Fletcher Baker, well, let me tell you, Silky, crossing the stripe, Lindsay Collins, He's turned into a 5'8". Coach Robinson's got headaches now at the 6. There's so much to like Freddie Lussick. He's back in first grade. What an afternoon of Sunday footy in the rain. BMOS, three tries. Silky, how did you see it? You predicted a blowout. And for the punters, it happened. You bring some cash home to Roosters fans. Yes, I did declare a 40-point drubbing by the Roosters. And uh, what a great game to watch on a cold and dreary Sunday afternoon, just rugged up at home and watching the boys run out there. And look... Uh, Coach Robinson said in the press, he wasn't really happy with it, with their defence in the first half. Yep. But uh, the display of the right side attack, I mean, wow. I think they scored five of seven tries down the right side. You just alluded to it there. Beemos scoring a hat-trick. The first player in the history of our game to score back-to-back uh, hat-tricks in the first two rounds of Rugby League. Luke Keary, his stats, you touched on them. Three try assists, two line breaks, one line break assist, two offloads. He was scintillating, playing both sides of the field, as was number one, James Tedesco. Scored two tries. He was everywhere. He was at fullback. He was at halfback. He was playing on the wing. He was everywhere. And his performance was next level. A couple other notable mentions, Bush. Uh, Drew Hutchison, I thought, played well off the bench, replacing Freddie Lussick at number nine. And also Isaac Liu, I thought, was uh, played one of his best games I've seen for a while. So much to like about the performance. But as we always say, there's always next week. Yeah, there is. And I think it was interesting to, to listen to the press conference from Coach Robinson after the game to see he wasn't happy with the first half. Like, you can pick up so much from our coach. He's such a intellectual, deep thinker. And our fans know that. We love and respect that. You never know what he's going to bring out. But I'll tell you what he's got. He's got a team of players that are shuffling the cards in the deck for him and giving him new options. You know, the game has changed with a new rule change. When Lindsay Collins threw a great pass out wide to Beemos, Fletcher Baker, the young debutante from the upper hunter, you know, great young player, catches a nice ball off Lindsay and gets over the stripe. Uh, Drew Hutchison, as you said, I mean, mate, isn't he an old school hooker and aren't they handy? Yeah, that's right. Look, across the park, one through 17, we were dominant in all positions. So, uh, you know, I'm sure Coach Robinson had a few words to say to the team uh, at full time, but, uh, you know, plenty of problems down in Tiger Town. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we don't want to uh, get on our program and talk about other clubs, but I will say I did expect more from a Madge Maguire coached, you know, Shane Millard coached Tiger side. They're, they're both no slouches in, in the coaching, and we, we come from an opinion of the fans. You know, they've Madge has won a premiership. Shane Millard played here at the Roosters. Um, you know, they got some really good cattle. I thought they would have had a bigger defensive effort after a tough first week. You know, you saw the likes of other clubs like the Gold Coast, uh, you know, coming back after a tough performance the week before. Um, to see the Tigers uh, just let that many tries in, I think, um, is one thing. But from a Roosters perspective, it just showed the class across the park. You touched on one thing, mate, BMOS. He looks 25. <laughs> I, I don't know what sort of time machine is. His new name on this program is Benjamin Button because he's going back in years. He's not going forwards. Bush, interesting stat for you, courtesy of the Roosters stat man on Twitter. Roosters notched up their 1,200th victory on the weekend, uh, and I think we're the first team to do that. Yeah, wow. Well, that's a, that's a massive achievement. It was a weekend of milestones, as you said in, in the beginning, Silky. BMOS for the uh, first treble, uh, you know, in a, in a back-to-back, back-to-back in the first treble two, yeah. in, in first two games. 1,200 victory. So much to love. The fans will be really, really happy with the performance, and I think one thing I picked up when Coach Robinson spoke after the game is – the fact that he wants the game iced in the 50th and 60th minute when you've got games like that. Last week when we spoke to him in this office, I said, you know, were you happy? And he said, well, we did to Manly what we should have done to Manly because they were under strength. He acknowledged that, you know, that Manly were short of some of their starts and he said, we should have put some points on and we did. Last week against the Tigers, same thing. And he wanted the game shut down at the 50th and 60th minute and he was very pleased with that. So I think there's some really good signs. Some other great signs, Silky, for the fans to look forward to this week in our greatest game of the year against our arch rivals South Sydney. Another one for Russell's book of feuds is the fact that we've got some good players coming back. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Angus Crichton returning obviously from his one week suspension but the big news the one and only Victor Radley returning after that knee injury last season. He'll be back for the Red, White and Blues this weekend. Yeah, well speaking of Victor Radley we talked about it pre-show with uh, and by, it's okay, another debut Paddy Clifton, our uh, studio, studio manager, Pat. doing a great job. Former Waverley College, double V, first 15. Could have played league. Paddy's uh, at the helm here, mate. On to Boo as well. Congratulations, Pat, and welcome. But we talked about your excitement as a Roosters fan and how uh, Teddy looked like another 5'8 on the weekend. He was amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely right, Bush. He had some brilliant touches. Some of those tip-ons to uh, Toops and uh, to, to Beemos on the right-hand side. He was in simulating form, as as was Luke Keary with his plays, uh, you know, with those, some of those deft kicks, some of those little short balls, it was amazing to watch. And Silky, one thing I want to touch on, all the rooster knockers that we know that uh, obviously don't support our great club, they all sit there saying we haven't got a goal kicker. Well, yes, we have. You saw yesterday, Siwa kicked four, Teddy kicked two, and you can see a real improvement in the way that Siwa's striking the ball. No doubt he's doing lots of training with Coach Fitzgibbon, and he hasn't been a regular goal kicker for quite some time. He's been on and off, but he's, he's really taken to that duty, and I think he's done a great job so far in the first two rounds to get him p- between the posts. Well, we need it. You know, goal kicking is really important, isn't it? Big stat for uh, NRL Premiership winning teams is the goal kicker. And I just think that Siwa's on the up and up. So well done to him. Satili Tupanua, uh, another outstanding game. Just so active, so energetic. Runs the ball hard. Does he? What? He reminds me so much of Adrian Morley. It's crazy. Now, Bush, before we go to our first break, coming up shortly, our chat with Joey Manu. Silky, uh, we've done a lot of interviews on Roosters Radio. We have the pleasure of talking to all of our stars. We're very fortunate to do that. Uh, it's probably one of my favourite chats. Well, you're listening to Roosters Radio. And coming up after the break, Bush and I'll be chatting with the one and only Joey Manu. Can't wait. Well, Roosters fans, it just gets better every week. Silky, what a weekend of football. How excited are we to get Joey Manu on Roosters Radio? And today, fans, we have delivered. Of course, the great man himself has joined us. Joey, welcome to Roosters Radio, finally. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's been a long time, so... um... 
Yeah, really excited to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. Mate, we have had you on before. So much has happened since then and, uh, you know, your form uh, just of recent times has been scintillating. But we're going to take it back, Silky, I think, and just talk about the journey, give our fans a bit of an insight into who Joey Manu is, uh, your personal journey. And we all know the success. We see it. We love going it every week and getting behind you, win, loss or draw. And uh, fortunately, there's a lot more wins and celebrations. But it starts somewhere. And Silky, you wanted to start us off. Yeah, so, you know, we've been doing this podcast since 2014. That's the year that you came over from New Zealand to the club as a 15 or 16-year-old. And uh, there's a great story about how you got to the club. And not many people would know that originally you came for a couple of camps, but you used to do flying in and fly out trips. So can you tell our listeners a bit about how it was that you became a rooster? Yeah, so um, I was playing rugby league in S school um, in New Zealand and obviously uh, the scouts came over and picked me up then and uh, I was talking with my mum and dad with the um, rooster scout at the time and he just said like I want, he wanted me to move over and uh, my mum and dad thought I was a bit too young at the time and I was still at school so they wanted me to um, still do school so they said oh how about you just fly in for the SG ball games and then um, and then fly back home and I was like oh yeah that sounds pretty cool <laughs> get a couple of days off school so um, yeah so that year came around so we'll play on Saturdays, yeah, usually every week. Yep. And I'll, I'll go up uh, f- like early because f- my I live in Tukoro, uh, New Zealand, and um, it was about three hours from Auckland, yep. and there was our international uh, airport. So I usually get the earliest flight, so I have to leave at like four, three in the morning. Um, take the day off school on Friday, so that was pretty cool. I was loving <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so I go up, uh, yeah, leave like four, three in the morning. I uh, go up, travel up to Auckland, and then. Um, yeah, catch a flight and then I'll come straight into the office and then um, they'll just leave me sit, <laughs> just let me sit there all day in the um, in the foyer and I just remember like um, meeting all these like people around here like Kath King, Alex, yeah. um, Leah, um, but then I see all like the first grade boys and like coming from uh, like a small town, I was just like oh <laughs> like I was scared as I was um, never talked to anyone. I just sit on this chair and sit there for like the whole like six hours. Wow. And just sit there by myself. The recruit, yeah, the recruitment officer just leaves me there. <laughs> so I was scared. And then um, after that, he'll come pick me up and then he'll take me to training, which was in uh, Matraville. I'll train and then I'll go stay. Um, I was staying at different places at the time, but um, I was staying with him here and there. And I'll, so I'll stay with him that night and then play the next day. And then um, I'll usually fly out on Sunday. But sometimes if it's like an early game, I can fly out Saturday night. So yeah, fly out there and then drive all the way back home and then um, go back to school the next um, on Monday. So it was a pretty good weekend. So yeah. um, it, was only, it wasn't too long, but um, it was good. So a lot of talent comes from, uh, you know, over in New Zealand and, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have plenty at the Roosters. What did your mates at school and everyone think? I mean, they would have thought even at that age that you'd hit the big time. No one knew that you sat in our foyer for six hours looking at the first graders. <laughs> and they don't understand yeah. that's the journey. What, what did your friends think? Oh, my um, boys sort of thought it was pretty cool. They were like, oh, like, that's crazy. You get to go play, um, travel over every weekend. Like, I mean, when um, <laughs> I didn't really go on much holidays, but like whenever you go over to Australia, it was like sort of like pretty cool and um I mean, when I got, like, on, on those trips, when I was saying you're going over, like, every weekend, like, everyone's just like, oh, wow, that's pretty crazy. Like, not much kids from there sort of even get to get on a plane. So, um, I mean, it was good for them. And, um, yeah, we'll just get back to school. And, like, everyone was just, like, they were pretty buzzing about it. But they all, they all supported me. So, yeah, it was good. Mate, you signed a contract and you moved here. Yep. And then back then there was housing for, for the young players. Mm. So talk us through what, what that was like because you've you've uprooted from, you know, your village yeah. or your small town, I should say, and then you're, you're coming and moving into the city. 
No, family. Obviously, family is important. I remember watching a game yeah. when we played the Warriors and there was about 30 or 40 of your family members <laughs> there. So what was that like for you? I think it was tough, but I think I was like, like you said, we moved into a house with a lot of um, other boys. They moved away from like, I think, Queensland. I think there's like two from New Zealand. So everyone was sort of doing the same thing, uh, which sort of made it a bit easier. Um, knowing that everyone's going through the same thing. And then we had a Kiwi couple that sort of looked after us too. So they understood like we were, our backgrounds um, and where we came from. So um, yeah, that was, that was uh, like in terms of having that house, that helped out a lot. But I mean, yeah, for coming from like my town and saying just over 10,000 people and um, uh, I always said that like I didn't know how to catch a bus in there, but I had to start <laughs> learning how to catch yeah, buses right. and um, trains. So yeah, it was, it was a big shock. Coming from a small town, and then we don't have any buildings over two stories yeah, or right. three stories. So I'm um, <laughs> seeing these big buildings and um, the crazy traffic. Um, it was crazy, but I, I learned a lot, especially yes, I do do it on my own pretty much. So yeah, learned a lot over there. Joey, you played in some pretty special sides, you know, starting at the SG Ball, and you made some great rep sides. You're a junior Kiwi back then. Um, who were some of the players that you'd come through with that you really bonded with? That uh, mm. you know, you're now playing against in first grade. Well, when I first came, oh, when I came over, I was um, I was, when I stayed in that house with um the boys that I was living away from home, I was staying with Latrell, so he was there. And then when I moved the next year after um Connor Watson, so he was there. But yeah, I think I was, there was a lot of boys that I sort of got um good relationships with, and um yeah, probably Latrell. Probably when I first came over, he was um because he's like some of the first boys I met. So um. We were playing on the same team, and um, yeah, I remember he's he was the same. Um, he was always homesick, so he was a big family man. And um, yeah, I just remember that he always go home on the weekend, and I, well, obviously we couldn't go back because it was a flight home. But um, he was for a good friend of mine. Yeah, how important was it for your family? Like, I mean, to let you go. I know you're close with you, you know your, your parents, especially, and your extended family and your friends. You know, what did your mum used to say when you'd leave? And, you know, it would be mm. upsetting, I suppose, for her to do it, but exciting at the same time to see that you're on your journey to make, uh, you know, make such a big uh, name for yourself that you've done. It was obviously pretty tough, I think, for them, like, within, like for my town, we didn't really know much about, um, like, these opportunities. So, like, like well, I, don't, I didn't really know. I was just coming over here to play rugby league pretty much, and that's something I really, like, enjoyed. So I didn't really know like it was going to give me a future. I was going to do all that. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going over there to play rugby league. But then, um, yeah, I guess they didn't really like see you like after. But then I guess my mum just, and, and also my dad, my dad's helped me a lot. So he's just like really saying, yeah, go there, give it your best um, and just see how you go. So they both sort of supported me. And um, yeah, it was real tough because um, I've never been away from them until that moment and yeah it was good though they sort of um like i sort of had to learn a lot of things on my own which was uh, which I was, i'm sort of grateful for yeah but just not having them was um pretty hard joey what advice would you give there's lots of players that are coming through you know you're now 24 you've we all know what's happened we've all been marveling at uh, what you've done so far and there's so much more for you to do what advice would you give to yourself or another young joey manu coming from well even his younger brother, I think, well, is a yeah. younger Manu in the uh, the Roosters <laughs> Pathway. So, yeah, what <laughs> advice have you given have him? Have you shared any advice with him yet? Yeah, um, he he was sort of the same. Um, so he got the opportunity to fly in and fly out. 
Fuck, my mum's said no. Really? <laughs> she <laughs> said, go and live yeah. with your brother. <laughs> he, goes, she, he goes, get over there. Yeah, right. So um, he wanted to stay back and do finish off his last year's school. Yeah. But she said, nah, you're going over to um, Sydney because I think she just saw um, how much I grew as a person, especially from young, just getting more independent, um, having um, no one there. But for him, it was pretty good because I, I was here. I said, I'm pretty well set up. So I've like had a room for him to come move straight into. So she was she was real comfortable with him just sending them over but i mean if i had any advice for him was um i just told him just enjoy it like you're here just to play rugby league or um so do that and then um find out what you like off the field but yeah whenever you get to play um you just gotta have fun what's he like around the house you do the chores and cooking <laughs> cleaning or he's how's actually, he go yeah he's been he's been good he's probably better than me at cleaning um i do most of the cooking though so um yeah, I usually cook and just leave all the dishes for him. So that's a fair swap, though, Joey. Yeah, yeah, nah, he's um he's been good. Yeah, Joey, we've always seen what you can do on the field, and you know you got a god-given talent. You got great feet and great hands, and you know our fans marvel at some of the the athleticism of you know all of our centers and and wingers, and even you know the older statesmen like the Morris boys. But when you come out here, you know your focus is rugby league at a young age, but. What God-given talents have you been given off the field? Because you seem to be one of those guys that can, you know, pick up a ping-pong bat and all of a sudden beat the boys. Or I know you like to yeah. PlayStation and stuff. What do, what, what do you like to do to relax and off the field? Yeah, I think it was sort of tough because growing up, I just, like, played outdoors pretty much. Um, just we didn't really have much. So um, like all my mates, we'll, we'll just play sport. Um, so that was sort of my... Um, thing and then when i got over here there was um i didn't really have any friends so um i just sort of had to find something else um to do and then i guess living in pretty a pretty good area eastern suburbs and that so just uh, hanging around the beach just relaxing really watching movies playing playstation yeah i don't really have too much to do but i think anything with like sport i sort of love to do so yeah Let's talk about the gaming, Joey, because I've seen you set up. I think you put a post of your new 4K screens and uh, you've got the six set up. What game are you into? I've, I've been playing a few games, but um, right now I'm just playing a bit of NBA 2K. Um, it's just been released, right? Yeah, so I'm on that, but some of the boys are into um, Modern Warfare, so I sort of jump on that whenever the boys are on. I used to be big at Fortnite, but... Yeah, sort of brush that and just playing a few sports games and that. Yeah. Joey, as an athlete, and you know you've achieved again. We keep saying how much you've achieved so far, but who do you look up to? Who's who's one of your role models in any chosen sport? You know, that, uh, around the world or even in in the NRL. Oh, it's oh, sad. I reckon just the role model for me was probably my dad. Wow. Um, yeah, like it wasn't. Oh, like, I don't really look at like. He was a good rugby player, apparently. Uh, all his mates used to come up and tell me oh, how good he was. But, I mean, um, the things I've seen uh, him do when I was young uh, was, like, some of the things I valued the most was off the field of um, just being a good person. Oh, yeah. He um, he gave, gives a, a lot of people his time. So, yeah, to see um, what he was doing in, like, our community, he helped out a lot. Um, he still does. Him and my mum, they go around handing out food packages to people that need it so yeah i think probably my mum and dad and then how hard he sort of trained us he was real tough he was he was actually my school teacher my mum and dad's um school teachers yeah and um yeah they pretty much like oh they used to um pretty much i just bring my mates over 
just for a night. They used to end up staying for like a couple months just if they had um like problems at home. They'll bring like school kids home to, to our house and just stay for a couple months. So yeah, both of them were just like uh, I probably didn't see it at the time. I just thought, oh yeah, that's cool. They're having all my mates over, but yeah. they would just like cook on good feeds for them. <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't realize how much time we're taking out of them, but yeah, both of them were real giving. So they're probably two of my biggest role models. I think your stocks just went up a billion percent. <laughs> you're going to have mums crying. I know my mum's crying just as a father myself. I hope my son says that about me. That's beautiful, mate. It really is beautiful. Yeah. Mate, talking a bit about football, um, Bush has alluded to it. You, you've achieved so much. Um, who can forget that under-20s grand final against Penrith? But, you know, you've got your two back-to-back GFs. Yeah. You've represented your country. When it comes to setting goals, particularly in and around football, what's left for Joey Martin? What do you, what do you want to achieve next in rugby league? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I think um, obviously winning a lot young is um, pretty tough, and then um, you sort of like, you don't know like what to do. But I think the challenge of just being the best that you can be is probably one of my biggest goals. Is that's always sort of my main goal. Like even if I didn't win a, a premiership or whatever, I just always wanted to be like the best person that I could be um, obviously off the field and then the best player like how can I um, yeah just keep improving as a person obviously we're all human so uh, you make mistakes in games or just in life so for me it was just um, just improving each day picking up off all those little things and just trying to be a better person each day The two twins Moz and Moz. They've been, you know, unbelievable. Bemos, you know, playing on your right side. We'll touch on that game shortly. Mm. But what have you learned from them? It be it from preparation. You know, they're the consummate professionals, playing well into their thirties. What have you been able to learn from the two twins? It's actually, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think probably them two have probably been sort of one of my biggest. Obviously, I've had some great players to learn off, like Cooper Cronk, Sunny Bull. I've found Sunny Bull in that, and now Teddy and um, Kerry. So. But having them two has been real special for me because I've seen J-Moz is probably the best defensive center in the game for the last 10 years, 15 years. So um, I've always wanted to be good at defense and I, I've learned like heaps of him. And then to have the other brother outside me, he just keeps tipping me up about like how, how can I improve? I always ask him stuff and he teaches me stuff. And then he's just always talking to me. So I, I get to see um, pretty much both of them each day at training so I oh mean they've um, taught me a lot um, yeah and I was just like love learning from them Joey on that note I mean I'm so glad Silky stole my question but um, <laughs> you, you look up front and you see the strength we had the pleasure last year of going away with you guys to World Club we got invited we'd done a lot here and we we're you know very fortunate to get the invite and we got a real insight into how you guys operate as a family and you know at the end of the day, mate, yeah, you're NRL players and there's a lot of, you know, highlights that come with that, but you're just such a good bunch of human beings. Mm. And what we saw, Silky and I agreed on, is a leader. And, and I think if I didn't throw his name, it'd be disrespectful. JWH, he seems to be, you know, the spiritual leader amongst the boys. And how important is it to have someone like him on the field and how steadying he is? And he's just a, he's an alpha male, isn't he? A lion. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, whenever he's out on the field, he's, uh, real, real vocal, real aggressive. I love getting behind them, and I'm pretty sure most of the forwards love getting behind them. So, and he's just tough, and you know that pretty much every time he's going to get out, go out there, he's just going to give it his all. And then just like, like you said, off the field, like 
lot of it's a lot about family and he's probably one of the biggest ones um you'll bring your family in you'll say hello to them so i think he's got he's he's real good for this club too he's real, like big part of this culture really good off the field but um when it's time to play he plays tough and how the roosters play yeah Joey, at 24, you've, uh, you know, you're, the photos behind you, the premiership photos from 18 and 19, and, you know, you're representing both those sides. You had that breakout year when you come through and you're just, you know, playing out of your skin. Did you ever imagine that you'd be, uh, you know, the winner of two uh, premiership rings uh, when, you know, you first come through into mm. to first grade? And what does it mean to you to be able to have that great honour? I think when I first came, came over, I didn't really, like, look at any of this. Like, even just playing first grade, I just... Like I said, I just sort of just had the opportunity to come over here and play rugby league. And it was something I was um, enjoying at the time. So I just came over here, yeah, worked hard. And then um, not everything sort of went my way as young, but I just stuck at it. And then, um, I mean, yeah, now what it, what it meant to me winning these was um, a lot. Like I've seen a lot of um, joy. It gave a lot of people uh, that's close to me. Well, I got to take a, the trophy home, so... The big turnout that came there was probably really um, what meant a lot about me. So, Joey, you know, you talk about your dad training you hard, being you know stand up role model for you, which is just beautiful. What does it take to be a modern NRL player? You had a great grounding with you, you know your parents training you hard and being disciplined, but what does it take to be a modern day NRL player? Probably a lot will have to be uh, discipline, sacrifice, just yeah, like. I guess you just know what you're good at, and you just got to stick to it. Um, you're gonna give, have to give up a lot of things, but yeah, I think if you just stay disciplined, stay at it, you just got to keep keep going. You know, it's not always going to be ups or not always going to be good. You're going to have some setbacks, but um, I mean, if if you just stick at it, um, you'll come out the other side. Now, Joey, we've got a very important game this Friday night, taking on our arch rival South up against your old mate Trell. We've been, you know, in scintillating form, scoring, you know, 40 points in our first two games. What are you expecting from the Bunnies this week? Um, yeah, it's going to be a good, good game. I think every every game we play against them, it's always obviously a bit of hype. Obviously, the rivalry's still there. It's going to be a physical game, I reckon. Be a lot of um, big hits and a lot of strong runs. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good game. They're playing well, and I think we're playing uh, pretty good too, so... We're just pretty much focused on how we can um, get better. Yeah, we'll be training well this week, and, yeah, I'm excited to get out there on Friday night. Well, Joey, we really want to thank you for your time, mate. We love having you on Roosters Radio. A little bit of time between drinks. We won't make it as long next time. We know you've had a busy PlayStation off-season, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's certainly a, a big off-season for the NRL. But, mate, on behalf of our fans, thanks so much for, you know, delivering so much joy to us, and uh, it's great to see the man behind all that talent, mate, and you're a great man, and, uh, yeah, Long live your success at the Roosters. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks Joey. Cheers. Now, Bush, earlier this week, we were both lucky enough to head along to the New East. Uh, there's the new kitchen and all-day bar, Olive and Oak. But more importantly, there's a great new sports bar named after the one and only Arthur Beetson, and it's called Artie's. There's some great memorabilia on the wall, craft beers. There's about seven uh, TV screens. There's three giant ones in the old Bondi room. But um, what a great venue and what a place to watch this Friday night's game. Silky, cannot wait. And I've got to tell you, They've done an amazing job. I'll be honest, it's one of the best sports bars I think I've seen. Olive and Oak was beautiful. We went to the lunch. We were invited. You did a great job hosting up there. 
Uh, what the fans and the club members need to know is is the Roosters have stopped at nothing. They've uh, they've dug deep into the pockets to uh, you know present a beautiful venue. The Artie Bar is incredible. Oh, the, the memorabilia was. If good. nothing else, fans, get yourself up just to have a look at the black and white photos, the history that everyone loves. Uh, you know, it was great to see Ian Schubert and Russell Fairfax and a few of the old names. Dave Trello was up Roy there. Royce Aloff. Big Royce Aloff. He used to call me Royce when I was only a kid, and uh, I can see why. But I tell you, it's uh, it, it's a great place to watch footy, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the fans get up there and support the club this Friday night against the Rabbits. Well, here's more of a reason to head on up there. Minnie and Gus are going to be hosting up there on Friday night. There'll be live music both at halftime and full-time. Here's the good news. Happy hours between four and six. Craft beers, $6. Wow! And uh, the- <laughs> Love that. <laughs> There's a tab. I mean, what else can you ask for from a sports bar? So make sure you head on down there this Friday to watch us take on our arch nemesis, South Sydney. Be there. Well, he was one of the toughest ever players to wear the Roosters jumper. And at the moment, he's doing it a bit tough. We're talking about club legend Bunny Riley. And to learn more about the benefit, it's called Bunny's Birthday Bash, as the one and only Terry Murphy. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Silky. You, mate? Yeah, really well. Uh, look, it's a it's a sad conversation that we're about to have, but uh, one of East's favourite sons, uh, you know, played, coached, uh, it was a local junior. He's a, a well-known face in and around the Leeds club. But uh, Bunny Riley, mate, he's doing it a bit tough. Yeah, Bunny, Bunny's been ill now for quite a while. Um, we all know he's he's been on dialysis off and on. Um, and, yeah, it's, it hasn't been an easy 18 months. He's had a few falls, a minor stroke. Yeah, and it's his birthday actually today, but we're celebrating tomorrow because he's on dialysis today. He's 74. And talking about celebrating tomorrow, I believe there's a great event that you've been uh, orchestrating in the in the background alongside the men of Lee. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, there's a gathering tomorrow out at Little Bay with um, a lot of his close friends from footy and, and the club um, having coffee and cake out at Little Bay. Um, his wife, Di, will get him across from the, the uh, home that he's currently in. And um, uh, there's a few surprises turning up both from the board and from past employment and football. So there's a gathering of about 20-odd people there to have coffee and cake and, and reminisce a bit, tell a few stories. <laughs> um, very much looking forward to it. And um, hopefully the weather holds like it is today. Now, Terry, also I believe there's a virtual testimony uh, that's going to be taking place. Can you uh, yeah. t- tell us about what's going on there? Yeah, between the footy club, the past players and men of league, we've put our heads together and um, an idea of Billy Hurley's actually, if we could do a virtual testimonial, it's very hard to organise anything with COVID in recent times, even though things are getting much better there. So the men of league's got a website now. It went live this morning. I've used it. It works perfectly. Um, You can donate. You get a receipt from the men of league, which is a charity. All funds will go directly to the Riley family to cover his medical costs, things like, you know, wheelchairs and things like that that he's going to need. Um, I'm one of the four trustees, so, you know, everything is, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. 
Um, and the, the more funds we can raise, the better. It's unfortunate that we can't all gather with confidence. So that's what we've, we've gone to, this virtual testimonial for Bunny, the, the legend of Paddington Colts in East Rugby League. And Terry, if people would like to donate or get involved, how do they do that? Yeah. Well, in terms of donation, um, that's, go to that link and, and follow the prompts. It's straightforward. It's run smooth. You get a receipt so um, as a charity, so that's tax deductible, as I, I understand. Um, and, yeah, we'll pass on the, the cheerio for, for Bunny's birthday bash is what I'm calling it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the more, the more funds we get, um, the easier it's going to be for his wife, Di, and family and um, make Bunny's time um, at, the, at the home so much more comfortable. Just little things, Silky, like having Foxtel and being able to watch, you know, the game he loves. Yep. And, and um, yeah, making things more comfortable for him in, in what's really a difficult time for him, obviously, and for his family. Well, mate, there's no bigger name in the eastern suburbs than Bunny Riley. Everyone from my old man's era through to, through to the young blokes know or have heard of him and, you know, what a tough man he was. So if you want to get involved, the website you have to ho- head over to is themenofleague.com forward slash roosters uh, and there'll be more information there. We'll share this on our show notes. We'll put it across uh, a lot of the, the Roosters fan pages. But for all our Roosters radio fans and Roosters fans in general, uh, you know, he's one of the toughest men to ever lace a boot and he needs our help. 100%. So, uh, you know, give generously. Tez, thanks so much for your time, mate. And, um, yeah, please pass on you, our best wishes, you. mate. Yeah, God love you, mate. Go to Roosters. Well, Silky, time to change gears on Roosters Radio. This is the week. The week we play our greatest arch rival. The week that gives Russell Crowe another chapter in his book of feuds. Who's he? Well, exactly. And Roosters fans, you'll know as one, what a game this is going to be. What a salivating matchup. You've got the world's best fullback against a young man that used to be a Rooster. He's in good form, Latrell. Can't wait to see those two matchups. You've got the battle up front. They're looking good, South. I've got to tell you, they are looking sharp. And uh, so are our boys. And we've put more points on. We're at the top of the ladder on four and against. We've scored more points uh, than any other team in the uh, differential. So I can tell you, this week, Friday night, under lights, is going to be a very exciting affair for both Roosters and Souths fans. Bush, I cannot wait for this Friday night. A mouth-watering matchup between the two sides. We've jumped out of the boxes, you know, this year. But I, I think uh, it's going to be a real tough match there on Friday night. Our boys left to roll their sleeves up. You, we know what happened last time these two sides played. Let's let's put that behind us. I'm sure the fires will be burning in uh, in the bellies of a lot of our players. Uh, look, some mouth-watering matchups, no doubt. Um, look, I can't wait to see our right side again. South will have to aim up uh, defensively on their left. But, uh, you know, Toops hasn't scored a try yet, so uh, I'll be looking for him in the air. Um, and some of the matchups through the centre. The, the one for mine is the sevens, Luke Geary v Adam Reynolds. Uh, you know, you just touched on the ones. You know, I think our boys will have to roll their sleeves up. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, look, it was said last week, Teddy going into the Tiger Town, uh, being a boy from out Camden Way, and he gets himself up for the game against the Tigers. Well, I'm going to tell you, we know this because we've interviewed these players before. Both Angus and Luke really look forward to playing against their old club and putting in a solid performance. 
Great timing to have Angus back. Great timing to see Luke at halfback. And you're right, the matchup in the halves, the matchup in the ones, and the matchup up front. And not just to mention, I mean, Campbell Graham is a real star of the future against a man that's already there in our, and our interviewee from today's show, Joey Manu. So right across the park. What have the Morris Twins got in store this weekend? How many tries can they score? I mean, fans, there's only so many numbers on a tab ticket, but I tell you what, you know, it could be exciting, Silky. It's a great time to be a rooster. Well, let me put it to you, Bush. Give us your score prediction. Yeah, this is going to be tighter. I said last week the Tigers would come at us with a more of a defensive game, and uh, they read the play wrong there, and Ewan Bell's uh, printed big scores. I think uh, Souths are a top-four team, and I think, and, and we certainly are as well. So, mate, for what my money's worth, I think Roosters are going to get away with a tight one, but I'm going to say it's going to be 20-12. to 12. Well, I'm not far away from you. I'm going to say 22-16, Roosters win. Yeah, well, there you have it, Roosters fans. And don't forget... You can watch the game at the new sports bar up at East, Artie's. They've got the live entertainment. They've got the cheap calf beers. What more can you want on a Friday afternoon? Well, you can only want Minnie and Gus Warland, and they're there as well. So I tell you what, mate, what an afternoon to watch footy in an away game. Get up to East. Join up if you're not a member and you're a fan of the Roosters. And if you are a member and a fan, get up there and support your club because we want to buy more South players. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our very special guest, the one and only Joey Manu. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.